how to turn $30,000 into over $500,000 with almost no risk, according to the Motley Fool. So investing can allow your money to work for you, and the effects can be magical if you do it right. In fact, with a smart investment, it's possible to turn $30,000 into more than half a million dollars while taking very minimal risk. Sound too good to be true? Here's the reality of how this can happen. Which, by the way, this is actually not impossible. Some people might be like saying when like they stumble upon this episode, being like, what? You can't do that. No, you actually can. So this one simple investment could turn into a huge nest egg. So how can you turn $30,000 into $500,000 without taking a huge gamble on losing money? It's simple. Put the money into an S&P index fund and leave it alone for 30 years. An S&P index fund is an investment designed to mimic the performance of the S&P 500, and that's a financial index made up of around 500 of the largest businesses in the United States, and is often seen as a proxy for the stock market as a whole, and it's consistently produced average annual returns of around 10% over the long term. Which, by the way, you could literally go into the description of this episode right now, go check out Robinhood, Right, get a free stock by clicking that link, right? But then, guess what? You could literally just start investing right now into an S&P index fund and basically retire after 30 years, right? Now, you don't want to just put $30,000 and that's it and then just forget it, right? I would prefer it if people were to do every single month put money towards an S&P 500 index fund. Now, that being said... You need to be out of debt first so that you have more money available to you so that you can put that towards investments like an S&P index fund so that the compounding interest would be insane. The amount of money that you can make long term would be insane. So if you invest $30,000 and earn an average 10% annual return over the course of three decades, you should end up with about $523,000. So to get this half a million dollar nest egg, you won't have taken a huge amount of risk either. The S&P 500 doesn't produce positive returns every year, but consistently over time. And large American businesses as a group continue to grow, so losing a lot of money by investing in 500 of them is almost inconceivable. In fact, if you had put your money into the S&P fund at any point and left it alone for at least 20 years, you would have turned a profit no matter how poor your timing was for your initial investment. And the key to this, right, is being consistent and basically never pulling your money out. So investing early is key to making this strategy a success. So while turning $30,000 into $500,000 is effortless and low risk, if you invest in an S&P 500 index fund, the key factor with this approach is that you need a lot of time for your money to grow so much. It's not impossible for most people to give their money 30 years to grow. If you invested $30,000 by age 35, you'd have your half a million dollar nest egg 
by the time he reached 65, a pretty standard retirement age. And since most people start working in their mid-20s or beyond, you have a decade or so to amass $30,000 by age 35 by saving about $3,000 per year, which is honestly nothing. Three grand per year towards the S&P 500 is nothing, okay? Think about how much money that you are paying towards debt, like your monthly payment, right? You're paying a lot of money, right? But if you had no debt, if you got rid of that debt and started putting those payments towards an S&P 500, you could see how quickly you could reach these levels. And to put it into terms, right? If you basically invested $500 roughly every single month into the S&P 500, after 30-ish years, you'd have over $2 million. Think about that for a second. You'd have over $2 million basically putting a nice car payment or car payment slash insurance payment for like a brand new car into this investment. This is why it is important to not have debt so that you have money to invest for your future and give you more options. Now, you may decide you need a larger nest egg than $500,000, and in fact, most people will. But the fact that you can turn a $30,000 investment into so much money over time shows the power of investing and leaving your money alone. And of course, once you've saved and invested $30,000, you can keep earning and putting that additional money to work for you as well. So you can use the calculators on Investor.gov to figure out how much you'd personally need to put into an S&P fund to hit your target savings amount. And if you stick to your plan, you can feel pretty confident about achieving your savings goal. Of course, you may also prefer to look into other investments that can potentially provide more than a 10% average return over time. Carefully selecting a mix of individual stocks could allow you to make that happen, but you take on more risk with this approach, so think carefully as you decide which investing strategy is best for you. Now, here's the thing. If you do not have the time to spend every single day checking out companies, basically making that your day job, right? The best option for the majority of people is to invest into something like the S&P 500 and forget about it, but to consistently consistently invest into that every single month, right? So if you're going to invest money, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to put $100 a month into the S&P 500. I'm going to put $500 a month into the S&P 500. I'm going to put $1,000 a month into the S&P 500. Heck, if I was making enough money, I'd put 100 grand a month into the S&P 500. That's the way to really think about it. So if you want to minimize the chances of loss and make sure your money turns into a small fortune over time, investing into an S&P, 5, S&P 500 fund and sitting back and waiting could be the way to go. And here's the thing. I would have to completely agree with this article by The Motley Fool by uh, Christy Bieber, like Justin Bieber. Okay, Because here's the thing. In the grand scheme of things, personal finance is not complicated. Investing is not complicated. You just got to ask yourself, what are your goals in life, right? The way that 
I see it, and that the way that you know 40inbox.com sees it, is that you should set your life up to where you have as many options as possible. And the best way to do that is by having no debt, having an emergency fund, and putting money in investments consistently for the long term, right? Now, you could always have money on the side to basically do like yellow bets or basically be like, oh, let me put like a grand into like Shiba and become like a billionaire or something, right? Like, let me do like more risky stuff with this smaller amount of money on the side because I can and I am not going to be financially destroyed by losing this side money, right? And that's the thing that a lot of people really need to think about in terms of personal finance, right? What are your personal goals in terms of your personal finance, right? Do you want to wake up every day and not have to stress about making your monthly payments? Do you want to wake up every day and be like, you know what? I could basically quit my job if I wanted to, right? You know what? I could start that business that I've always wanted to start because, you know, I have no obligations. I don't really have a lot of bills. I live way below my means, meaning I have so much cushion that even if I were to screw up for a few months, not have any income, I'm still good. I'm still okay, right? You know what? I want to be able to travel to a different country every single month. Well, if you had no debt, if you had money in in your emergency fund, if you had money in investments, and you were living below your means, you could easily go do that, right? You'd have the freedom to go do that. Oh, you know what? I want to pay, I want to just like buy a car for someone and just gift it to them, almost like a Mr. Beast style. Guess what? You could do that regardless of your income, if you have no debt and you live below your means, right? So the thing that we really try to push all the time is for you to get out of debt because that is the most restrictive thing ever in anyone's life, right? Because that takes away your freedoms. That takes away your choices, right? Because guess what? If you got a car payment that's high, if you got a student loan payment, that's high. If you get all these payments in your life every single month that you are responsible for, you are obligated to continuously do things so that you can keep paying it, right? But if you had no debt and you just had money basically piling up into your bank account that you are automatically putting some of it towards investments, you're basically going to be like, you know what? I want to just go out and splurge and drop like $5,000 at like Las Vegas this weekend. And I could go do that. I could just, you know, book a flight, go to Las Vegas, drop five grand, and then just basically blow it all, not really care about losing it, meaning I have no stress about it when it comes down to, you know, dropping five grand on like craps or something. And I'm okay with losing that money, right? That's the kind of mentality that you want to be able to be in because you know that you've set yourself financially right to where nothing is really going to affect you really ever, right? Because if you have no debt, if you have an emergency fund and you had money automatically going towards your investments, 
it gives you the freedom of more choices, more opportun more opportunities, right? Not only that, you know how like there's that saying where you know the rich only get richer. That's because they are always in a position to act on opportunities that go past them, right? So they basically are like saying like, oh, you know, something comes by, and if they had like twenty grand liquid, they could just go drop 20 grand into this potential opportunity and potentially end up making like 200 grand, 300 grand, right? But the normal person with a bunch of debt can't go and do that because they have no money available to them, right? They have no cash flow available to them. They have no liquid, large amounts of cash available to them, right? This is why you need to get out of debt so that you have more options available to you. So again, if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 box.com because a lot of people don't realize just how important getting out of debt actually is. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money and This is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.